love your weekend breakfast. With Rifilu and Bakanyani on 702. Let's walk the talk. She's a speaker, an author, writer, and a parenting expert and human potential expert. Nikki Bush, good morning. Good morning, Rafiwe. So the question you're asking today is um, if we've ever asked ourselves whether our children, whether our kids are bucket fillers or bucket dippers, what does that mean? Um, And how does it relate to teaching our kids about uh, kindness and compassion and empathy? Well, our children actually learn about kindness and happiness by being on the receiving end of it Mm. or not. And I came across a remarkable children's storybook called Have You Filled a Bucket Today by Carol McLeod. And it's a really teachable concept and a happiness guide, really. And she talks about the fact that everyone is born with an invisible bucket that needs to be filled with love and nurturing, healthy touch, singing, play, attention, and safety. Yes. And that our children need to learn that everyone else also has an invisible bucket that needs to be filled, and they can help to fill those buckets too. Mm. And it's such a beautiful analogy. In fact, it's something I spoke about at a school, and they created this as a whole theme for the term um, with the children about, and they used to ask the children every day, have you been a bucket filler or a bucket dipper today? (laughs) Such a wonderful analogy that we can unpack a little bit. Yeah, let's. It it, it could also. I'm I'm chuckling because you know, as you said that, and I thought of the sort of school context. It could also sound like a bit of a playground expletive. You bucket dipper, you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that I had not thought of. Well, yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm obviously just being naughty there. But let's 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 explore that, uh, Nikki. You know, what is a bucket filler? Because of course, what we're trying to make sure is that you know children are able to distinguish between between being kind and unkind. So how does how does being a bucket filler um, play into that? Okay, so she she talks about the fact that the bucket, your bucket, has one purpose only, and its purpose is to hold your good thoughts and your good feelings about yourself. And you feel very happy and good when your bucket is full, and you feel very sad and lonely when your bucket is empty. Mm-hmm. You know, I often talk about um, filling your cup. Yes. Filling your child's cup. And also we have to teach our children how to fill their own cup too. You know, they can't become so dependent on other people to make them feel good. And remember last week, and I'm connecting our message today to last week's message for Mother's Day, when I spoke yes. about the fact that mothers have to look after themselves. Self-care mm-hmm. is important. And by looking after ourselves, we role model for our children self-care. So... So let's talk about, um, so, so your purpose is that, you know, your bucket, your, your bucket's purpose is to hold those good feelings. Mm. But there are also bucket dippers, and those are people who make other people feel bad, sad, upset and lonely, to name a few. So it is an expletive. It could be. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's true. So when we do that, if we're making somebody feel bad, sad, upset and lonely through mm. our actions and our behavior, think about playground behavior, and we can go on to a little bit of assertiveness yeah. um, through this. When we do that, we steal good feelings from someone else's bucket. Mm-hmm. And bullies who do mean things or make others feel bad are bucket dippers. So yeah. yes, you know, your expletive on the playground is actually a good one. <laughs> yeah. So That's a lovely people. Yeah, Karen mm-hmm. Karen Nikki. No, so 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 the interesting thing about bullying is that 
a bully is usually somebody who has an emotional void. So they could be, they, ha- they have an empty bucket and they're trying to fill it by making somebody else feel bad. Mm. And mm. That, that is typical bully behavior. And they think that if they can fill their own bucket by dipping into someone else's, that it's going to make them feel better, but it actually doesn't work. So you never fill your own bucket when you dip into somebody else's. But mm. guess what? Mm-hmm. When you fill someone's bucket, when you're a bucket filler, you actually fill your own too. Sure. So isn't this a lovely analogy? Because children need concrete pictures. Yeah. And, you know, you say to them, go and be kind, go and be nice. Um, what does that mean? Yeah. And to give them a, an analogy that they can actually almost see, touch and feel is so good. And let's yeah. think about the fact that when our kids are little, we say, when they're toddlers, we tell them, be nice to the kitty, stroke the dog, stroke the dog softly. And in preschool, we teach them to share and to be kind and that other children aren't for kicking or hitting or biting. <laughs> sure. And then we sometimes find ourselves saying, now that wasn't nice. You made mommy feel sad or mm, sore mm. or scared. Yeah. So, so there's this, this range of emotions that we are labeling all the time. There's this behavior that we're trying to instill in our children. And part of our responsibility of being a parent is to bring our children up to be kind to others. Yeah, and doesn't the world need a lot of kindness and empathy at the moment? It absolutely does. I like the fact that, you know, this analogy, as you said, is workable. It's also almost, you can also, it's, it's, it's a lovely imagery that, you know, is easy to understand and remember for kids as well. Um, and, and that really is incredibly useful. But Nikki, you know, what I think is probably um, an important layer to this conversation, but probably one that's very, very difficult because even as adults, we grapple with this, we struggle with this, which is creating an, a child, creating, instilling in your child um, that ability to be self-contained, first of all, and as you said, to be able to, you know, fulfill or validate themselves without always looking outside or without, you know, being external, face, uh, external looking. So how do you do that? How do you, um, you know, further just tamp down on the idea that when you fill other people's buckets, that's how you fill your own? Mm. So let's let's chat a little bit about the assertiveness component here, mm. because and it once again connects to what we were talking about last week. When we are being assertive, you're able to stand up for yourself in a way that's both respectful to yourself and to others. Mm. It shows you value yourself and won't be walked all over or pushed around. Okay. And that you're prepared to put your own needs first from time to time Mm -hmm. and that you have boundaries. And it's very interesting, this boundary thing, you know, it's one thing to be kind and sweet and nice to other people, but not at the expense of personal boundaries. You also need to know where the line is and be able to draw the line that I will not be treated like this. And when, when we talk about bucket dippers, Mm-hmm. That's identifying a, a bucket dipping moment. I will not be treated like this because that's that's you being a bucket dipper. Mm. Um, and so, interestingly, we're not born assertive. <laughs> we learn assertiveness skills over a lifetime, yeah. and yeah. that means that we can help our children to develop them in childhood so that they're better prepared for adult life, where they really do need to be assertive. You think about the workplace, absolutely. 
relationships, friendships, everything, Nikki. Oh, yeah. totally. In yeah. fact, you know, all the talks I've given this week to uh, either groups of teachers or, or groups in the workplace, we've talked about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, that little thing that happened, that's quite a large thing in COVID, in lockdown, when teachers were teaching from home and children were learning from home, teachers gave out their, what's, their, their, their cell phone numbers, didn't they? Yeah, yeah because they were teaching online. And now what's happened to teachers is they are not only teaching and co-parenting, as they have been done for many years now, but they've also become the customer service officer because there is no boundary. Oh, don't even joke. Those WhatsApp groups will drive you insane with all sorts of questions and uh, requests. And you just think, guys, just read the school newsletter. (laughs) Just read the newsletter and stop, stop um, hitting up the the teacher on the WhatsApp line, um, on the WhatsApp group. But, you know, it's so interesting, Nikki, that what you raised was uh, identifying those bucket dipper moments because of course we're not having these con- these conversations in a you know high highly conceptual or abstract way um we don't need to in order to teach boundaries or in order to teach assertiveness we don't need to call it that with kids we just talk about and identify those bucket dipper moments and that is just such a, mo- a much more visceral and sustained way of learning right Yes, completely. Um, you know, and some children are more assertive than others, and and we have to help our kids to navigate um, to, to navigate life. You know, some of our kids are more sensitive than others. Some are more aggressive than others. The more aggressive ones need to learn to tone it down. The more sensitive ones need to learn to up their assertiveness. Some kids can't take a joke. There's quite a lot of stuff that goes on in schools that's labelled as bullying. Mm. But it's actually just children learning how to be assertive and jockeying in the playground. And, and there's a very fine line. And often parents are complaining that their children are being bullied when they're just learning the social interactive skills. So one day I'm going to write a book called Fine Lines. I'm convinced I'm going to write a book called Fine Lines. <laughs> well, you know, make that <laughs> distinction, Nikki, because, of course, we know that, um, uh, unfortunately or sadly, bullying came on, you know, came quite into sharp focus um, over the last month uh, because we'd seen extreme incidents of bullying um, that led to, you know, one learner, one mm. one girl committing suicide. But just, you know, extreme instances of bullying that, you know, unfortunately are also just filmed. So you've also got that added sort of spectator value or spectator effect where, you know, someone is, people are witnessing, filming, documenting someone, um, you know, another individual being um, treated cruelly and horribly. And I imagine that just all adds to the trauma. But, you know, what's that fine line? We see extreme violence, of course, that's obviously bullying. But when should teachers, when should parents step in, as you say, when this jockeying is taking place? How to know that this is actually, it's not being resolved or this is not healthy. This isn't just a sort of innocent or natural sort of jockeying for position. Mm. So there's a brilliant, brilliant book that I'd just like to drop in here called The Ultimate Assertiveness Toolbox for Kids by um, by Joe Hamilton. It's available um, on, on all um, online platforms and it's really, really worth a read because when we interact with other people, we're constantly reflecting on our interaction. How well is it, how well is it going? How, how is being, you know, what's being said? How do I feel about that? Mm-hmm. How do I want to respond to what's being said? And people who skill that assertiveness are 
quickly able to gauge a situation. Mm. I think that's the interesting skill to teach our children is how to gauge whether, and maybe here we use the words, whether this is a bucket dipper or bucket filler situation. Mm. And um, I think the, the thing that we need to really, you know, tap into when we watch children's behavior is if children are withdrawing, if we're the observer as an adult, if children are going quiet, if they're withdrawing, if, if they're not communicating, if they're shutting this, themselves up in their rooms. In fact, I've done a, a podcast okay. on suicide sensitivity mm. and that you can find on my website on nickybush.com, which goes into all the details around suicide and what to look for um, and, and how, to, how to deal with those situations because it is a massive topic. In fact, maybe we should do that next week. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, because it's too big in the next minute or so before we go to our tour of you to get into. Well, I'm glad you're, co- you're, you're cognizant and aware of the time, Nikki. But just, you know, just before we put it to bed really, really quickly, um, in your experience, is it possible to address or to solve? And now we've kind of veered a little bit into um, other territory. But is it possible to address bullying behavior um, that a child is displaying without addressing uh, the, pe- the sort of modeling that's happening at home or the situation at home as well? Yeah, you raise a very, very interesting point because in order to teach our children to be bucket fillers, we have to be role model bucket filling Mm. uh, by filling their buckets on a regular basis and pointing out how others fill our buckets in different ways. So, you know, the sweets and the sours game that I've mentioned a number of times on this show where we play two rounds of a game at the dinner table, the first round where everybody shares something negative that happened to them in the day. Mm. Um, and, and so you talk about, you know, this happened to me today and this is how it made me feel. Um, and it could have been that somebody pushed me in the playground. It could have been that somebody pushed in front of me in the queue at the tuck shop. It could have been that somebody left me out in the game. And this is how it made me feel. And the labeling of the feelings is very important. Angry, sad, happy, etc. And then in the second round, you get to share something good that happened today. So those would be your bucket filling moments. Mm. And how did it make me feel? So this awareness of labeling feelings of how I feel, of speaking about how I am feeling is very important in raising children with emotional intelligence. And to be able to to um, yeah, label it, talk about how you feel, and also reflect on what else is happening to other people around you. Mm. So when children come back and they say, you know, Katlejo in the playground was very sad today. Mm. And yeah. then you're able to say, why was Katlejo sad? Mm. So it opens up the conversation. And conversations are really important in helping children to explain their feelings and to share what's going on in their lives with you to trust you enough which also means you need to be present emotionally present to listen to what your children have to say and a lot of the reasons why children don't share with their parents is because their parents are not emotionally present to hear Yeah, um, I, I, you just made me think of a moment <laughs> this week where I was distracted talking to my child and she said hey Am I annoying you right now? Why why did you respond like that? And I was like, oh my goodness, 
I am so sorry. Turns out I am actually annoyed, but it's this email that I'm reading whilst I'm pretending to interact with you. <laughs> so <laughs> she called me out. Moment, yeah, she called me out very, very nicely. And I was like, yeah, this uh, trying to multitask when you're interacting and, and your child is actually talking to you, initiating a conversation can sometimes be really problematic. So that, um, that yeah. gave me, you know, a night, that was a nice moment of pausing and going, Hey, stop it. Put down that device. Yeah. But let's talk about, um, let's go into the toy review. And this week you've got watch this face, another toy that, um, uh, a tool for building or working on emotional literacy, right? That's right. So I thought this, this tied in beautifully with our theme today. And it is a box that consists of 24 two-piece puzzles. And it's by this amazing American toy brand called Eboo, E-E-B-O-O, okay. Eboo. And it's actually two products in one. As I said, it's 24 two-piece puzzles, but they're emotional intelligence puzzles. So the one piece will have a little scene and they're little animals. They're, they're, they're dogs and rabbits and bears. And there's something going on on the one side of the puzzle. And on the other side, one of the characters has an emotion on their face, whether uh-huh. it's surprise, sadness, anger, happiness. And so the child has to match the emotion to the situation. But, of course, also have the conversation as well. So children are recognizing and matching facial expressions to the physical and emotional situations. And they're also learning the skills that come with puzzle building and, of and you know how I love, a, you know, two-in-one kind of game. Absolutely. It's great value for money. <laughs> so they're learning the skills that come with puzzle building, but they also get to name the emotion and create the same look on their face to match the puzzle piece. And that in itself might trigger a memory of a time when they felt the same way and could be a good conversation starter. And um, this uh, product is 295 Rand. It's available on timelesstoys.coza. It received an Oppenheim Gold Award. And of course, it really is a one-player game. It's an activity. It's not mm. really a, you know, a game game. It's yes. an activity. But the fact that you get all the puzzle-building skills of fine motor control, of spatial planning and problem-solving, as well as the, emotion and in, the emotional intelligence, really ma- attracted me to this product for today. So you can see and read up on the product on nickybush.com. Just plug Toy Review into the search. And the bucket filler, bucket dipper conversation also exists on nickybush.com as a blog. So just put bucket filler into the search and you'll pick it up there. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nikki. We'll chat next week. That's Nikki Bush, human potential and a parenting expert.